I always like to take this opportunity to say thank you to the citizens who have stepped forward, put forth the giving of their time to the community and serving on a lot of these different committees. here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet at WFPR.FM and in the local Franklin Mass radio dial on the FM band 102.9. Town Council met last night and we've got Town Council quarterbacking with our Town Council Chair, Tom Mercer. Happy Thursday, Tom. Happy Thursday, Steve. Nice to be with you again. Yes, especially as we get into this kind of fall weather, you know, this... it, it, it's a nice. nice it, it's a nice time of year. I hate to say bye to summer, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, the fall brings its uh, very positive and uh, uh, pretty things as the leaves start to turn. Start to turn, and while we'll talk more about the harvest festival, et cetera, just an aside that you know certainly not everybody, certainly in Franklin, they're enjoying this. Folks, and we certainly have relatives, and I'm sure others have relatives down in the southern part of the states where Ian, the hurricane, certainly has been wrecking some havoc, and it's not done exactly when the remains of it will come up our way and how it will come up. We still have to watch for that. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. And our thoughts and prayers certainly go out to uh, all the families in Florida and uh, in Ian's path Mm. uh, that have been affected by this. terrible storms so so for new listeners if you're not aware as we mentioned council meeting last night town council quarterbacking is meant to answer a couple of key questions okay so what just happened (laughs) what does it mean for us as franklin residents and taxpayers so while the meeting last night was relatively short it was less than an hour without the executive session we get to condense the meeting in its details and that's what we're about to do for the regulars, you're aware, sit back and enjoy. And Tom, you started off last night with some appointments. Yes. Uh, and again, uh, I always like to take this opportunity to say thank you to the citizens who have stepped forward, put forth the giving of their time to the community and serving on a lot of these different committees. Uh, and there are many. And I certainly would be remiss if I didn't say if you are inter if any of you out there are interested in getting involved in uh, what's going on in the community and would like to serve on some of these committees or commissions, uh, please uh, call the town administrator's office. Uh, there's a form to fill out, and I think you can take it off the town's website as well. Mm-hmm. Fill it out and get it in. Uh, we certainly appreciate all of those who step forward and give of their time, because uh, we know how important everybody's time is. So last night we happened to have four appointments. Uh the first of which was the Agricultural Commission and Daniel Morse. And uh, I've known Danny all his life. He went to school with one of my daughters. Uh, he also is owner of Wadsworth Farm up on Spring Street. Uh, he uh, 
uh, also is a grandson of Roots Farm for some of the older people in town that remember uh, the Roots Farm right on the curve there on Washington Street. So uh, we appreciate the fact that Dan stepped forward and he was appointed as uh, uh a member of the Agricultural Commission, I think associate member uh, in in that case. Yeah, and I think he's one of the, he's filling a part term. So right. somebody had resigned, right. so he's filling a part term. And then obviously, assuming he likes it, he'll have a chance yep. to re-up and get a full term potentially. Absolutely. And then the second was uh, Conservation Commission, uh, was Megan Hagen, and Megan was there last night, and we certainly appreciate her stepping forward. Conservation Commission is another uh, very key commission within the town, and uh, uh, it's nice to see uh, some new people stepping forward and uh, jumping in here. Uh, then Council on Aging, uh, Kimberly Muchow uh, is, was appointed to the Council on Aging. And finally, Finance Committee, uh, Mike Ham Hamilton, uh, of which uh, they were all there last night. Uh, one was on Zoom, uh, but Mike was there as well and got appointed to the Finance Committee. And uh, we look forward to good things coming from all of these uh, new appointments. And we want to make sure we say thank you for stepping forward. Yep. And I think if I recall correctly, the FinCom, simply because they had also met last night, they had eight. So Michael Nye now fills the ninth spot. There are still some open spots. So to your point, if you can go to the franklinma.gov page, you can look at committees and volunteers. I think the, I'll include the, include the link in the show notes, but there's a, a way you can see what openings there are across the committees. Um, and I know the cultural district has some openings. I don't know if the cultural council does, um, but there are openings that are still possibly getting in the process of getting filled. But if something strikes your fancy, step up. The opportunity yeah. is there. Yeah. I, and I do believe there's some on the cultural council as well as the cultural uh the cultural, cultural, cultural district, district. Yeah. yeah i think yeah. there's some at least a seat on both indeed and then you had one but a significant one at that in terms of legislation for action yes we did uh and basically it was uh uh giving the town administrator the direction to issue a request for proposals for the town property containing the South Franklin Congregational Meeting House, which is basically the old South Franklin Church. It's referred to as the old Franklin Museum, uh, but it's uh, right out by Grove Street on Washington Street, uh, the white church-looking building. Uh, and uh, it's something that we've been looking at and uh, we looked at what it would take to restore it. We've, this has been a subject that's been uh, on the council's uh, back burner, certainly, uh, mm -hmm. and occasionally coming to the front uh, every year or so uh, for the last half a dozen years anyway, if not a dozen years, trying to figure out what the best use is for that building 
as the cost to for the town to uh, restore it uh, and what we would get out of it uh, really didn't make a lot of sense. So we've tried a few different things. And this last time uh, we put an RFI out, which is a request for information. Uh, and uh, we had a couple of, we had a church from Rhode Island that came up uh, and showed interest. We had Habitat for Humanity come up and show interest. And uh, the council has made the decision to uh, go out for a request for proposals. And we're hoping we get our fingers across that we get two or three of them back so that we have an opportunity to move forward. There were a couple of questions that came up during the uh, discussion uh, on the resolution, and not the least of which was uh, when I, uh, they put it up on the screen last night, uh, they showed cutting off there is a pump house, a town pump house that is on that property. And they had delineated a line across uh, identifying the pump house in that piece of the land. And I just wanted to make sure that we hadn't uh, taken a, a lot in that particular zone uh, and made it non-conforming by cutting that piece out. Right. Uh, but what was clarified last night is that is just a uh, an easement uh, to the town uh, for that piece of the property where they could not do anything on that piece. Still part of the deed for them, but it gives the town uh, the easement and uh, the right to have the pump house and service the pump house on that piece. Yeah, and that's one of the key ones, but there are other some critical uh caveats if you will in terms of the rfp that the bidders assuming there are some uh there were at least a couple with the rfi and there were a, a host i think upwards of 20 who had expressed in some either physical or conversation uh, uh visit etc um so hopefully we will actually get some and they'll put some money on the table to say this is what we want to do um and the caveats will allow the town at least to get some affordable housing potentially um, and maintain the historical look and feel of the the building itself. So, yeah, it's a good milestone to have. Um, we may get something out of it, and hopefully we'll get something the community will continue to go benefit from if it's affordable housing as well as the exterior and still have that unchanged as we go forward. Right. Correct. And then in the town administrator's report, uh, he brought up, uh, something we don't see that often, but because in one of our other conversations, we've talked about the Economic Development Committee working on some parking, you had already taken some moves on parking, and one of those is actually going to get revised. So it was, a really, it was a little bit different way of doing it, but legally and by Robert's rules, you need to change that particular motion that he'd already put in place in order to accept this new one that's coming. Right. And in bylaw amendments, uh, in any bylaw adjustment or amendment, uh, there are uh, legal requirements where we have to have a public hearing, a, a, 
uh, a first reading and then come back for a second reading. And that's when it actually comes to a vote to actually pass that bylaw. Uh, what happened with this is we moved it from a the first hearing to a second hearing. Uh, and because there have been a couple of changes and probably a significant change that they've uh, feeling they want to rewrite the bylaw amendment that's being suggested. So therefore, by by law and by Robert's rules, we had to uh, actually put a hold on this particular bylaw amendment. So uh, to table it for future. So once we tabled, so we voted last night to table the bylaw amendment that had been moved from a first reading to a second reading. And uh, next Wednesday, the new bylaw will come before the council for the first reading. And then on the 19th will be the second reading when we will actually vote it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's one of those oddities that comes up from time to time in terms of just the term, you know, sometimes people think, well, tabling something means putting it on the table for discussion. In this case, tabling means taking it off the table for table. discussion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's an opportunity to find out what's going on. And that's that's exactly why we're doing this. Uh, that's right. That's yep. right. Um, and then in part of the administrative report, it's been a hot topic, at least in the news for the past week, uh, with National Grid and Eversource announcing possible significant rate increases. Um, Franklin residents don't have to worry about it too much on the electrical front. Yeah, this is true. And, uh, and uh, just to clarify, the majority of Franklin residents uh, don't have to worry about that because uh, you know, the town entered an agreement with uh, uh, electrical company that we negotiated, uh, our town administration negotiated with the electric company at 10.5 cent per kilowatt. Let me just correct you on that. 10.7. 10.7. I, I know Jamie said it a couple of times, 10.5, but it, yeah, it, ten seven. it, 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 it rounds to 10.5, but it's really 10.7. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sounds better at 10.5, but I, yeah, yeah. You, we, you we, we need that extra two, two, yeah. two tenths. <laughs> two tenths of the cent. But 10.5, uh, four, and, and basically the entire town was given this rate two years ago will be held through uh this winter uh yeah. into next spring uh I no think it's November, May. November 23 actually yeah November okay yep. so it gets us through this next winter and uh summer so what this what this does is you know you have many electrical uh, companies that you can go to to get your electricity uh, by negotiating on the town's behalf uh, obviously you're negotiating from a very good place because that's many 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 households so that's how why we were able to get that rate 
you do have other companies out there calling calling people all the time looking you know offering uh this rate and that rate mm-hmm. in order to get off of the 10.5 you do have to opt out so uh you would have had to have opted out before or opting out now and but you can also opt back in as well and certainly uh the percentage of households in franklin that uh did opt out was minuscule it was three to four percent uh of uh the town that did opt out of the aggregation project so uh my guess would be uh they might be looking to maybe opt back in now and uh and i know you and i spoke offline uh about uh being able to opt back in or when a sale of a home or mm-hmm. what gets changed how does how does that work do they have to opt in opt out uh and i guess uh i think alicia uh Aline last night said if you just go on the colonial you can go to the website town website go to the aggregation click on it or you can go to the colonial uh website and uh it, what will pop pop up is opt in opt out and all you have to do is click one and you're done right yeah, and Jamie and I in our last talk, Franklin, spent some time on this as well. Oh, yeah, um, good. I also uh, sh- have shared, and I went so far as I redacted by taking some info off my last oh. bill <laughs> to share as an example that effectively there's two sections on the national grid uh, invoice, one for the supplier yeah. and one for the delivery so clearly national grid is doing the delivery piece and we're not touching that no but the supplier is the key piece and right. there are two sets of circumstances whereby somebody wouldn't want to opt in if they already have their own solar system obviously they've already got their situation right. set and then <laughs> there may be somebody who has one of those other suppliers and they've got a contract deal that is set for a term and they've got to wait till that term expires before they can opt back in. But aside from those two circumstances, <laughs> you should be in it and you're getting that 10.7 cents rate as opposed to whatever the rate is actually going to be approved at. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a benefit. Yeah, it's it certainly is. And uh, once again, I know at the time when uh, we negotiated that deal, it was a big deal. And it's even a bigger deal now mm-hmm. uh, when you look at it. So that's a case of your municipality, your municipal government doing good things for the community. Uh, touch a truck. Jamie touted that. We, we've been sharing it. It's on the community calendar. Uh, DPW is going to have some kids happy with... Um, touching trucks and beeping horns and whatever else is going on yeah, that day exactly it's kind of a uh it's become an annual event and the dpw people love to do this and my understanding is there's actually gonna maybe be one or two tractors down there as yeah. well so uh uh a great day for uh all the kids in the community to come out and 
sit in the truck and touch the trucks and see what's all going on. There'll be some refreshments down there for the kids as well. And uh, again, it's a great thing. October 15th is the date, 10, 10 to 2. And I think the rain date is the next day. October yeah, 15th. Sunday. Yep. And then in terms of our money being put to use, if people go by the Red Brick School, based on the CPA funds that are now enabling the renovation of that exterior. So it's going to revert to, without the lead, <laughs> the real red brick school look. Um, that work is actually underway. It is underway. It's taken us a while to get it going, but it is now going. And uh, uh, people who drive by uh, uh, can really see what, uh, the original red brick looked like uh, mm -hmm. as we get all of the paint that's been put on the brick over the years as and we're getting all the lead paint uh, abated from uh, the exterior of the building. So that's all happening uh, as we speak. And, uh, uh, you know, I know people out there that are wondering whether we still have a renter in there. We still do. And uh, the robotics club is uh, still renting the facility. And uh, I think they're in there for at least uh, another five years uh, so that it continues to be a uh, operated under the auspices of schools. Yeah, so, educational function. Educational function. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a really good thing and the work will continue. And, uh, if you'd like to take a closer look, you can certainly pull in the Maple street side and parking, uh, park on the side right there and, uh, take a look. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, most of the abatement's been, uh, been done. So, you know, the men in the white suits are, uh, finishing up. So. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And while, we're meeting again next week because the council has a meeting on October 5th. Uh, October 19th is going to be a special night and the flag request, which has been talked about, that's going to be one of the key pieces on that night, right? Uh, that That's correct, Steve. And we have gotten a, uh, a lot of uh, uh, emails and concerns from the community in regards to uh, the state flag. And again, this is... Uh, uh, you know, it's it's a legislative, uh, a state legislative uh, decisions are all going to be made by uh, our state legislators. And what better opportunity than we have our three legislators uh, coming before the council uh, on the 19th. And it will, I'm sure, uh that particular bill will be, I'm sure, brought up and uh, the counselor, every counselor will have an opportunity to express uh, their feelings uh, in regards to whether they'd like to see the state flag changed or not and can give that message directly to the people that will be making those final decisions, which are uh, our state legislators. And uh, I've told people that if there are people that are interested and, uh, you know, would like to give their input 
that's the perfect night to uh, get right in front of their state legislators and explain how they feel. Yeah, because there's a people should be aware, and I know we've talked about it before without dwelling on it too much here. There is a state commission doing work. They've agreed in concept, in principle at least, to change it. Um, my understanding is that they're kind of hung up with funding. They need some funding coincidentally from the legislature to right. actually do, you know, bring in some graphic designers, et cetera, to come up with some of the examples, which then they can proceed down the process of getting changed. But yeah, uh, they have voted to move forward. And uh, the the funding pieces uh, in a bill that is going to uh, be passed in the very near future, from what I'm being told by our legislators, uh, then that at that point, that's when this same commission will be going out and really doing the hard work and probably the time-consuming work mm -hmm. of coming up with a new design for our state flag. And my understanding, uh, you know, I, I like the way the commission has been put together, the diversity within the commission uh, and cross-section of our state on that commission uh, and the fact that they're going to hold uh, some sessions across the state uh, to get uh, people's input, whether it be from communities or regionally-based uh, sessions where uh, they will have, you know, just talk sessions. Uh, what would you like to see? And then they will ultimately be making the recommendation to the legislators uh, as to what they would recommend it to be uh, changed to, then the legislators will have their turn at uh, either agreeing or making adjustments. Uh, Tweaking along the way, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be a challenge. Yes, but. for sure. Well, that's on the road. We've got yeah. something more closer to in terms of the Harvest Festival coming around Saturday, assuming Absolutely. there's no rain. If there is rain, then Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that uh, Ian either slows down or speeds up so that we're one of those two days we do get some really good weather. So, uh, but looking forward to the Harvest Festival, which is always a great event closing off the center of town and having all kinds of things going on uh, in our local community. Uh, uh, you know, there'll be bands playing, there'll be dancing, there'll be everything you uh, would want and enjoy right in uh, the center of our community. So yep. local Look businesses will have tables. Uh, other organizations will have tables. I believe there's over a hundred vendor booths, if you will. So yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of activity centered yeah. on main street and with a little bit of good luck weather wise, it'll be a great time in Frank. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, it certainly has been in the past and looking forward to it being the same uh, this year as well as going forward. Mm -hmm. so. Well, thank you for taking time this Thursday morning, and we'll be back at it next week as well, too. <laughs>
Can't the wait. This, the way the schedule works, you know? It's, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Sometimes uh, we have these back-to-back weeks. Uh, other times we get an extra week off. In, sure. Of, uh, uh, depending upon schedules. But once again, thank you for having me. So. Well, thank you for doing this. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. And just a quick reminder, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.